0: Welcome back. You're listening to NNN Newest NFL News. I'm your host Leighton and this is episode two of Aftermath of week nine. How are we going guys? I am Leighton. Today we do not have my brother Garrett with me so it's just kind of a solo run. Through what happened in week nine, who won, who lost, what happened in trades, did Odell go anywhere? You'll find out. Um, starting off, we have um Mike White, his jersey and game ball from the win against with the win in the jet with the Jets um debut has added to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His 31 completions are the most by a quarterback in their first start, and he joins Cam Newton as the second QB since 1950 to throw for 400 yards in a debut. So for his first ever time playing, he threw for 400 yards and 37 completions, and that will put him in a Hall of Fame already, which is congrats to him. As a Jets fan, you have to be happy when you hear that. Um, last night, I was thinking about doing this podcast, but I was like, oh, we got to wait for this Monday night game to come in. The Bears versus the Steelers. Uh, taunting was a huge part of that game. Um, you can almost say that the Bears were kind of targeted. Um, one of the Bears players got called for taunting, and then was jogging back and people say the ref stepped back or leaned his hips out a little bit so the guy would run into him which then he called the flag on which would have made it fourth down but because they got the flag it turned into a first kind of causing the game to turn and there were many taunting calls called that game the chiefs and the green bay packers uh, if you listened to last podcast, I was talking about Jordan Love, and I was kind of, kind of hoping that Jordan Love did good, you know, kind of just to prove himself to some of the doubters out there. But he did not show up as much as I kind of thought he would. Obviously, I was not expecting that much because he's he's never played before. But in that game, he did throw for one touchdown and 190 yards. He did throw one interception um, against Kansas City, but Kansas City has a decent uh, defense. I would never call them good this year. This year, they're kind of struggling. Um, he ran five times for 23 yards. Um, I keep saying um. Uh, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> I hate when I say um a lot. Kansas City, their record is... Five and four. Well, I can't remember if that is going into the game or is that after the game. I think that's yes. So they're five and four, uh, beating Green Bay, thirteen to seven. Patrick Mahomes was twenty for thirty-seven, <laughs> uh, one hundred and sixty-six yards and one touchdown. Uh, if we're talking about the running game, Aaron Jones. 12 carries for only 53 yards. Something that if you see those stats, you're already thinking, uh uh-oh, Green Bay. They kind of struggled because Aaron Jones is a big part of their offense. And getting that running going, especially uh, without Aaron Rodgers, would have helped a lot. And then the Chiefs running back had 19 carries for 70 yards. because um, He's their backup after... uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got injured. Tight ends for receiving yards. We had Travis Kelsey. Five receptions, 68 yards, one touchdown. That was the only touchdown of the game. And if you see one person only have one touchdown, if there was only one touchdown through the whole game, you're like, oh, that was a pretty low-scoring game, which it was. Um, Green Bay. Uh, Let me look up his name real fast. Kind of forgot what his name was. Cobb. Oh, Randall Cobb. He has. He, he did alright. But nothing crazy. Okay, moving on from the Chiefs in the Green Bay. Odell. He officially cleared waivers, and so he can sign on to whatever team he wants. Um, I keep saying, um <laughs> I saw this tweet. It was well, ESPN posted it. Von Miller's liking his new squad. He went to sleep four and four, which the Broncos. We will talk about that later. Uh, just beat the Cowboys, so now they're five and four, and woke up seven and one. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Hmm. Oh, the Jaguars and the Bucks. A game that I thought was going to be an easy win for the Bucs. I mean, the Jag obviously aren't bad. Just wasn't expecting them to beat the Bills, who have had a really good season so far. But the Jaguars came out on top and beat the Colts. Trevor Lawrence um, had 118 yards for zero touchdowns, passing zero interceptions. He ran it three times and only got four yards. So if you look at that, you're like, oh, they, how, how did they do good? But they managed to squeeze a win with their defense, really helping boost that, like, team up. Um, Tua, who played that game as well, had wait, why am I looking at the Dolphins? Guys, I'm going crazy. We're talking about the Jaguars. Uh, Dan Arnold, he uh, previously played on the Panthers and now is on the Jaguars, had four receptions for seven targets and 60 yards, which isn't bad. So he caught the ball four times for 60 yards, which is pretty good run percentage. Um, The Jaguars had one, uh, two interceptions, four sacks, which once you see that, then you're just like, oh man, Josh Allen here expecting him kind of, he's more of a mobile quarterback, so you're not expecting him to not be able to run out of sacks, but the pressure was coming from everywhere and he just couldn't fight him off. Um Matthew Stafford on the Rams. He left the Lions, which uh was probably one of the best things that could have ever happened to his career because now you can see his full potential, what he can do with a r- real team. Hold on. <sighs> not bad. Um I don't know. Let's we can probably record how many times I say home guys. He at. To look at this. That's for Matthews Dabber real fast. nice Stafford. Okay, he played last week against the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry, so I was kind of expecting the passing game to get going, which they had really good lockdown defense, but they did have a lot of um. What are they called? unsportsmanlike conducts both of those came from Jalen ramsey he had two unsportsmanlike conducts the first one was called and then he got another one so then they changed the first one to um personal foul so he was not kicked out of the game helping the rams a lot the ram oh matthew stafford threw for 294 yards and one td against the titans and the Titans already have pretty good defense. He had two interceptions, which you haven't really been seeing from Matthew Stafford last game against Houston. He had through for 305 and three touchdowns, zero interceptions. So seeing two interceptions it was kind of weird. He rushed, he so he scrambled out of the pocket two times for a total of 13 yards. Now talking about the Rams defense who did they, they did pretty good against the Titans who didn't have Derrick Henry, so it was kind of more of the passing uh, a uh, defense. We have one interception three sacks um I hate 22, P, I don't know what PA means. Hopefully, you guys know what PA means. You guys are probably smarter than me, to be honest. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, he has not really been doing that good right now. He was leading the league for most interceptions against Green Bay. He threw for 166 yards with one touchdown, zero interceptions. Uh, he rushed twice. He So, he went to scramble. He attempted to scramble twice and got negative two yards. So, he went back on both of his attempts, which is never what you want to see. Um, Jerry Judy. So, we're talking about the Broncos here, uh, who won against the Cowboys 32-16. In the fourth quarter, they were winning thirty to nothing, and they let the Cowboys come back to sixteen, which is kind of scary. Me as a Broncos fan, Jerry Judy kind of kind of showing up after his injuries. Um, he had six receptions for eight targets, so he caught a majority of them for sixty-nine yards, which that's a pretty good percentage knowing he was injured for six weeks because of his ankle. Jamal Williams, the running back, Javante, I mean, I'm sorry, did pretty good with Melvin Gordon actually doing most of the scoring and running. He had 17 attempts for 111 rushing yards, zero touchdowns. But if you go to, if you look up Javante Williams, week nine highlights, you will see him carrying two defenders and still breaking loose so you can i'm kind of predicting that towards the end of the season and going up to the next seasons he's going to become a dominant force for the broncos running game brandon mcmanus kind of he, he did pretty good he had uh three field goals made and Four field goal attempts. So he did miss one. And then... He had one extra point made. Which helped the Broncos just inch their way up against the Cowboys. Who were kind of expected to win with all of their offense back. Kind of. The Broncos play the Eagles next week. Tim Patrick. He... It got a cramp through one of the, um, in the middle of the game, well, towards the end of the game, kind of third quarter. He had five targets, and he caught four of them for 85 yards and a whole touchdown. He's six foot, uh, what is he? He's like six foot five, maybe? I don't know. He is very tall, though, and he's just so fast while he's tall, making him portable, and you can just kind of throw it over the top, and he'll catch it. Arizona is a game I was not predicting at all. James Conner, knowing... Okay, so, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were out. Leaving the Cardinals with Josh Rosen, I believe. Um, You guys can comment if it's wrong. And just their other receivers, like Christian Kirk, who did pretty good. He had... He caught six out of six of his passes for 91 yards. Didn't score TD though. Touchdown. Um, James Connor, their running back, who I kind of ex- I expected him to do good, knowing Kyler Murray was out and De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, so they kind of have to run it more because they had um... forget that. Um, James Conner had 21 attempts at rushing for 96 yards and two touchdowns, which was a pretty good performance. And, yeah, he has been doing pretty good. He just needs more shots to prove himself. Christian Kirk, going back to him real fast, he did not catch a touchdown. But I I do believe he threw a touchdown, which is Pretty crazy. I'm pretty sure he used to be quarterback. Not completely sure about that. Um the they play against San Francisco. The Cardinals won 31 to 17. Never mind. I'm I'm sorry, I was wrong. San Francisco won that game. And then we have Christian McCaffrey. He's kind of a tough subject to talk about. Obviously kind of permitting his spot as one of the best running backs in the league. He has, he's always getting injured, you feel like. And so once he always comes back, you feel like he always ends up doing good. He was just out for a total of five weeks. And he just came back against the New Orleans Patriots, New England Patriots who won 6-24. Uh, yeah. And that's when you're kind of saying, well, how did Christian McCaffrey perform? He had 14 attempts for 52 yards, no touchdowns. And when Christian McCaffrey doesn't get a touchdown, you're kind of like, uh-oh, that's that's not very good because that's who you want to give the ball to, even though even if he's been out for a good amount of time. He is just such a good force in the Carolinas running game, which they've established throughout the years of just having him. Cincinnati Bengals, someone you wouldn't, like, you weren't really expecting to lose. Oh, they played against Cleveland, who is another really good team with their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, um, leading the charge, with both their running backs, Nick Chubb. And they did have Cream Hunt, but he is on IR right now. Um, he has. They also have Dearness Johnson, who stepped in when they when Nick Chubb and Cream uh, Hunt were out, who did really good actually. That Cleveland won against Cincinnati, 16 to 41, which was kind of unexpected, knowing Bengals are just on a winning streak right now. But obviously, they just lost. T. Higgins was kind of their best receiver, I would say. He had six, eight targets, caught six of them for 78 yards, which isn't bad. But see, when you think of receivers on the Bengals, you're thinking more of people like Jamar Chase, who in the beginning of the year was kind of just not catching the ball. He just wouldn't catch the ball, I guess you could say. But now he has just became unstoppable. Uh, so when you think about winning or losing, you're saying, oh, did Jamar Chase get the ball? He had 13 targets, and he only caught six of them. So that was – not he kind of struggled that game to catch the ball again. He only had 49 yards out of the six he caught with zero touchdowns. So that's not a very good percentage Like, with him having no touchdowns, that's just kind of what you're not expecting. Tyler Boyd, who was their main receiver last year when they didn't have Jamar Chase, only had one reception, two targets, and 11 yards. He's kind of been getting shoved out of this receiver lineup from Jamar Chase. And Joe Burrow, who is another great player, who is kind of is leading their team right now, who did pretty good last year, kind of suffered some injuries, and is back now. But he only had 282 passing yards, which isn't bad, but he had zero touchdowns. And when you're looking at your past games, you're seeing scoring, like passing three touchdowns almost every game. He has had some picks, um, but he rushed twice, and only gained one yard, so he's more of a stay in the pocket and throw bombs. <laughs> you could kind of say to Jamar Chase, who's a pretty fast receiver. Hmm. Was it what was another game or player? Oh, uh, AJ Green. I was talking not AJ Green. AJ Brown. Um, I was expecting him to do really good in this upcoming game. Just because... Or in the upcoming games, moving forward. Just seeing him getting most of the targets. Even though they have Julio. Or is it Calvin? I think it's Julio. I don't know. It's one of them. I'll look at it. So I'm kind of expecting them to throw it to him a lot. He only had five... He only He had 11 targets only caught five of them for 42 yards. But if you look at the defense, uh, Jalen Ramsey was guarding him. One of the best corners in the game, obviously. So it was harder to throw to him. Leaving the them to lose. I think. Yeah, they lost 28-16 to 16 against Los Angeles Rams. It was a hard-fought battle. And it is Julio Jones, who's also on the Tennessee Titans, who you're expecting to start getting the main passes. He caught four out of four for his passes for 35 yards. So you're expecting him to get the ball thrown to him a little more. Him and A.J. Brown will step up and be a pretty good matchup. I'm saying, I well, I'm thinking. Trevor Simeon. He is a very good player, quarterback. Um, it's kind of a debate on, do you start him, Jameis Winston, or Taysom Hill? They're all really good quarterbacks, but he did do good one of his first games. Going back to the Rams real fast. I mean, we were kind of talking about the Titans, but they played against, the Rams play against the Titans, so it counts. Let me slide. <laughs> um, Cooper Cup has been going off recently. And he is establishing one of the as the top receiver in the NFL right now against the Titans. He had 13 targets, caught 11, 11 of them for 95 yards and zero touchdowns. But in the past, he's been scoring, like kind of averaging two touchdowns or a touchdown a game. So seeing him as a low percentage is Kind of shocking, you know, someone good had to have guarded him. Saquon Barkley, he was out and then um, tested for a false positive, which was kind of like a scare to the Giants. Devontae Parker was back placed on injury reserve, which is what you don't want to see as a Dolphins fan. He is out because his shoulder and his hamstring. So he doesn't really know when he'll be back. Which uh, will we we'll kind of benefit on how the Dolphins play their offense with not that many weapons to throw to. Boston Scott. Someone who is very small, but has is kind of starting to step up in the Eagles offense. Against Detroit last week, week eight, he had two touchdowns. This week against the Chargers, who have a really good defense, he did he ran ten times for only 40 yards, no touchdowns. But that's because they gave it a lot more to Jordan Howard, another really good player who's kind of starting to ease his way up, who had 17 attempts at running for 71 yards and a touchdown, kind of over Boston Scott. So it's it's kind of the question on who should you start if you're in a fantasy team? Who do you think is going to be better? I think Jordan Howard were – slowly start coming up to become better. One of the brand new players to the Titans because Derrick Henry was gone. Adrian Peterson, you might be wondering, how did he do? Ran it 10 times, 21 yards, one touchdown, which is good that he is still moving and scoring touchdowns as how old, ever old he is. I think he was like 41. Which is a really young, old age to be playing the NFL as a running back, especially at, if we're talking about really high caliber running backs, then you have to automatically think to the Steelers, Najee Harris, who has just been unstoppable for these past couple weeks. Who kind of just started, show. he just showed up this year and was ready to play some football against. The Chicago Bears, who they won 29-27 over, he had 22 attempts for 62 yards and a touchdown, which was a decent game for him. He's averaging a lot of rushing yards, almost 100 every game. He's starting to step it up just a little bit more every game or against their opponent. kind of depends. Hmm. Sorry for the silence. I'm just trying to figure some things out. Steelers. If you're thinking about who's gonna replace Big Ben, who do you think of? Because Big Ben's gonna be a really that's gonna be a hard situation for the Steelers once he leaves, knowing he's kind of carrying them right now. At this well, they're he's not carrying, but he's the Driving force in the passing game. So once he leaves, it's going to be a really kind of difficult situation to be in. So if we're going to the backups, they have Mason Rudolph, who got in the fight that one time. He'll be. It depends on how he plays for the first couple games, if he will even start playing. But if he doesn't work, they got Dwayne Haskins, who has played before. who will step in and hopefully help. He didn't have the best seasons when he played, but it doesn't mean he can't improve. Teddy Bridgewater, very long veteran. You don't really know how – I didn't really know how he was going to do. He's been doing really good this year and really kind of putting the final piece onto the Broncos offense and making them slowly progress into a better team. Um, You might as well put Jarvis Landry as a quarterback. I mean, that's just what position he is at this point. (laughs) Cordell Patterson. He has been doing pretty good. I mean, he hasn't really been scoring that much touchdowns. He only has two touchdowns on the whole year. But, well, actually, he has had four. No, never mind. Scratch that. He has had five receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns against the New Orleans Saints. He had nine rushes for 10 yards, which is kind of quiet compared to what he has been doing, which is remarkable. As I did not really see him coming, he just started to rise up and just became unstoppable. Apparently, Michael Thomas ruled out for the whole season. Who um, he was good one year, and then because he was ruled out, he will kind of not. He won't. He won't be coming back, which is not does not help the Saints at all, especially with. Jameis Winston, who was doing really good, tore his ACL, so he'll be out for the entire season, too. That's kind of going to wrap up this episode. Hopefully you liked it. It was just a short, just me and talking. Um, Tell me if you want Garrett back in it. I'll get him back in it to make it a little bit more fun. That's all for now. I'll see you before Week 10. Adios.